Welcome to Big Hospitality United We Stand podcast. Today we're speaking with lawyer turned restaurateur Larkin Sen. The MasterChef finalist runs four linked yet distinct Wakiko branded places to eat in central Bristol that he describes as modern Asian noodle bars with a chefy twist. He has pivoted to off-premises sales to get his group through the pandemic and recently reported a 200% jump in delivery orders. So thanks very much for, for, for joining us, Larkin. How, how are things with you? Definitely different. I think, you know, since uh, mid-March, um, I think the whole sector has had to adapt really, really quickly. So delivery is an interesting one for you. Just to fill in those that don't know, you grew up in a, a Chinese takeaway in Cardiff and, and the first business you opened was a modern take on a Chinese takeaway. And um, initially you resisted off-premises sales at uh, Wakiko, but I, I understand you introduced it about a year and a half ago. I kind of like resisted for a long time because, um, you know, um, as I know growing up in the sector and also with my first business i mean restaurant margins are razor thin anyway you add the uh, delivery margin from one of these aggregators you know delivery uber whatever um then your margin becomes even smaller so um it was something i avoided but i didn't think i could ignore it because you know ultimately the market was moving to a more digital uh, convenient future tell me you know post lockdown t- tell me about how it how it's working how many um how many venues are you just operating from the one venue or, or how's it working yeah um so um with the lockdown announced um i mean the big thing was social distancing so and um, because many of our restaurants are really small um I didn't feel comfortable that we could properly execute that. So I moved all of our delivery operations up to one site, um, our biggest kitchen on Park Street. Because ultimately, um, that kitchen was the one that could drive volume. The only way um, takeaways really work from a financial perspective is huge volumes. um, And the ability of a business to push that volume uh, is key. We then spoke to our delivery partners, Uber and um, uh, Deliveroo, um, you know, could they rejig, I guess, the GPS to get the drivers to come to one site and then deliver it into the same delivery regions. Um, and they were accommodating. Um, so we were then able to concentrate all that volume from one site. And, and what about staffing? I would guess you've had to, to furlough uh, the majority of your team. Yeah, um, we followed, um, so we're, we're a business of 40 employees, um, so eight remain working, so um, uh, that's the core sort of delivery team. I didn't furlough our uh, central kitchen, um, so that's where we do most of our butchery and stuff like that, um, and I kept a core sort of operational team who could execute the delivery side of things. And um, what, what what's demands uh, been, been like? I, I hear it's been, been strong. Demand's been through the roof. Um, our sales, are, from a delivery perspective, um, have been up 200%. Um, that being said, um, you know, obviously we don't have the walk-in uh, restaurant trade anymore, so it might just be our customers moving off to a, a delivery platform. Uh, but, I mean, the demand and the intensity have been um, incredible. You know, um, there was one week uh, we did one week's worth of trade um, in a normal restaurant over four days. So, and actually, it's a bit more intense than that because if you think about it, um, our deliveries only run as an evening service, so for three and a half hours. 
So it's actually one week's worth of trade in about 12 hours. What are you doing to to, 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 to protect your staff? You said you've, you've moved operations to, to the biggest venue, which will presumably allow some sort of distancing. I mean, but, but, but what, what else have you got in place? The most important thing at the moment is um, staff and customer safety. Um, so what did we do? So um, the first thing we did was staggered shifts. So um, I separated the team into, I guess, a prep team and a service team. Um, in between those um, shifts, we um, we do uh, desanitizations and uh, and so clean downs of all the equipment. And um, with the overlap shifts, um, they didn't really overlap. I don't personally think two meter social distancing works in a kitchen. Um, so we took the view that you know um, if you um, wear um, face masks, then you know we're comfortable with that. And we also stopped any drivers or um, delivery collection people coming into the restaurant. So um, we created a handover point as well. What is the is the purpose of this delivery offer? Is is it to sort of keep the, the lights on and, and generate a certain amount of income? Is it to keep your brand out there? Is it to keep your staff occupied? Why are you doing it? It's a really good question. Businesses need cash. Like I, I always said, you know, all new startups suffer from two things. One is um, profitability, um, and two is cash flow. Now, I always say to the team that profitability is like it's like a cancer in the business. It's um, it doesn't kill you straight away, <laughs> but you know, eventually, um, you know, it might. Um, with cash flow, that's more akin to a almost like a cardiac arrest. Once that cash flow stops. You know, some businesses that have been around for decades can disappear straight away. My priority was always to protect the business, um, but also the staff. Um, I felt that, um, you know, cash flow was vital um, to make. Because you got to remember at the time, furlough wasn't announced yet. Um, you know, the banks, I've got, having experienced banks and, um, you know, like even uh, I was reading... Um, Oh, what's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Jones. No, no, Duncan Bannatyne's book. And um, he also mentioned in his book that, um, you know, from a very early stage, he realized that the one thing you should learn is never count on the banks. <laughs> so um, I felt like we were going to be on our own. Um, so um, given that we had, we could um, realistically change our business into a delivery-based operation. And but bearing in mind, even though um, we had deliveries, it wasn't a big part of our business. Um, you know, predominantly, we are a restaurant group, um, which relies on driving customer experience um, at the table. But, you know, it was actually quite a big change for us to move on to a pure online, um, you know, delivery-based operation. Uh, but, that was my feeling at the time. Like we need to preserve cash flow. In more recent weeks, I've been thinking more about the long term. Um, and actually, it's almost like, I hate to use the term, but it's almost like that last man standing uh, mentality because, you know, there's going to be pain throughout the sector. As long as you don't experience as much pain as your competitor, you have one. Um, so... You know, um, a big part of 
why we decided to continue was to make sure we were ahead of the competition to evolve because all these businesses that are reopening now are eight weeks behind us. And what what sort of food are you, are you serving? I know that I know the Park Street um, site is quite big on Cantonese style roasted meats. Mm. What, what 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 is what is the focus of of the delivery uh, menu? So we've gone for I guess let's just say um, Chinese food reimagined. Um, so um, say for example, one really cool dish we're developing at the moment is a sort of a um, uh, is a beef. Uh, Hufan noodle, which is a um, which is a um, uh, a flat rice noodle, I guess, yeah. a little bit like a pad thai noodle, and we're on top of that we're putting um, uh, beef brisket burnt ends as a topping. Um, so it's kind of like quite fun um, food. We rejigged one of the ramen dishes and turned it into a bao. So um, uh, we have a pressed pork char siu, which is like a Japanese um, uh, braised pork belly, I guess. Um, and then we're going to serve that. Well, we're serving that with um, a celeriac remoulade. Sounds good. And how profitable are you able to make the delivery service with uh, Deliveroo and, and Uber taking uh, their bit of the cash, obviously? Last month, we paid more in delivery fees than we did our staff. And for me, um, that's quite painful. But I guess you've got to take a holistic view on it. If you ran that delivery service yourself, are you more profitable? Um, I would question whether or not you would be. Because um, you've, 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 you've literally, you, you have done, you've done that in, in the past and it, it, was, it was tough. Um, it's very, very difficult to get. The only way it would work is if you have volumes. Now, arguably, the volume is there at the moment because of lockdown, but you know, demand will fall a bit when, um, when it's released. And obviously competition will increase as well, which also stretches demand. This week has seen some important, if rather vague, announcements from the government. Um, and, it, and it looks likely that at least some restaurants will be able to open for eating customers um, from early July. Have you started to think about how that might work across your four venues? Um, yes, we have. Um, I mean... I mean, what we're going to do is we're going to continue to run the takeaways from um, our central location um, because, you know, as I said before, that model only works with volume. So you don't want to stretch your volume, I guess. With cargo, we're going to turn that into a click and collect. I guess the difficulty is our rest, our, you know, our high, high-end concept kaiju. And we're kind of like sort of brainstorming that um trying to see you know what we do with it um because for people that don't know this this is this is a, a relatively tightly proportioned restaurant in in, in a in is it two shipping containers uh in three shipping three shipping containers, containers. but but still it, it's not it's not huge no 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 it's not but it is still a restaurant you know um and it requires covers and table turns um when the government announced um I guess, relaxation of the rules and the reopening of the restaurants, which I hope will be soon. Um, I think, you know, the numbers might not work. You know, I think if you're talking about, uh, I don't know, a 30% reduction in um, covers, but your payroll and your overheads, cost of ingredients remain the same, um, it's not good. I mean, it probably doesn't. It, it doesn't take Einstein to work. <laughs> the uh, 
and the numbers ain't work, work anymore, especially in the um, you know a razor thin margin, uh, razor thin margin sector like uh, restauranting, um, especially at the higher end. Um, it's um, it's going to be tough. Larkin, thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm.